Hello and welcome again to another edition of Atheist News Network, where we have finally listened to our fans and are going to do an article that they suggested. How about that? <laughs> well, normally we ignore our fans, but this time we've decided to listen to them just once. Uh, all right, well, uh, which one of these do you want to do first? Uh, I'm nipping at the bud uh, concerning the church lied without lying. Now, this one was sent to us by uh, Chris, and the entire basis behind it is mind-boggling. Basically, uh, I'm just going to read the first sentence of this. One of the most fascinating discoveries in the Dublin Archdiocese report was that the concept of mental reservation, which allows clerics mislead people without believing they are lying. Basically, these people have given or been given church right to lie to people, and it isn't technically lying. Well, you know where they get this, right? No, I'm I'm just completely flabbergasted by it. Well, in the Ten Commandments, where it says, "Thou shalt not bear false witness," in really small letters, it says except when protecting child molesters. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly right. Then it's okay. Right. Then it's all right. God, <laughs> God, apparently, with this Catholic Church, has a special dispensation to protect child molesters. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> this, this is just absolutely fascinating, because they even give an example about how a parish priest isn't looking forward to talking to this one particular guy who he thinks is a troublemaker, so he sends out uh, a little underling to answer the door and tell this person that the priest is not in. But as long as he thinks in his mind that he is not in for you, then it's not lying. Yeah, he mentally reserves the words. To, so he says to the guy, um, he's not in, and then in his mind he says, for you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do they even justify that? It's absolutely... It, it's like, like a bunch of six-year-olds sitting around. I like how they come up with uh, an ethical situation where it is absolutely necessary. It's a life-and-death situation. You have to lie here. Basically, the guy doesn't want to be pestered. <laughs> and so, it's okay if you don't want to be pestered to break one of the Ten Commandments, apparently. <laughs> Well, that, that's that's the case with uh, with Miss Collins, and uh, basically she was abused, and uh, the church decided to use this this very same idea because they they told her that they cooperated, but they mentally reserved that they never said they cooperated fully. <laughs> so they're talking to her on the phone. Oh yeah, we have cooperated. And then in their head they go, but not fully. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is like a bunch of six-year-old kids th sitting there thinking about it. Well, we know we're not supposed to lie, but if we say the lie in our head, or say the lie and then tell the truth in our head, it can't go wrong. It's like crossing your fingers, right? It's exactly the same concept as crossing your fingers. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Did you molest this child? No. No. Are you crossing your... Damn it, they caught me. Yeah, yeah, or crossing your toes. That way you can't be caught crossing your fingers. <laughs> uh, is there any doubt that the Catholic Church has zero moral high ground whatsoever? These are not moral people. You no. always hear, oh, we, we have to look, you know, without God you have no morals. 
without church organizations, without people oh, to guide God, us, you can't have any morals whatsoever. And, uh, you know, do you hear people like Richard Dawkins saying, it's okay to lie um, for very important stuff like not being bothered when you don't want to <laughs> be seen? Your whole existence is apparently to serve these people, right? Yeah. That's why you've given your life over to God. You know, at least in philosophy, the... the um, concept of is it ever ethical to lie they actually did present a life and death situation uh yeah. someone um this this uh woman's getting beat up uh, she comes pounds at your door she's bloody her skirt is torn she says please let me in you let her in she goes down to the basement two minutes later another knock on your door it's the uh, husband with an axe dripping with blood wild crazy look in his eyes and he says uh, have you seen my wife? <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I trapped her downstairs. Go on, go have her. Yeah, in that situation, uh, is it ethical to lie? Absolutely. Not Absolutely. Only, not only to just be silent, but to misdirect. Oh, yeah, I saw her. She's running down the street right now. If you hurry up, you can catch her. That's the ethical thing to do. Um, these guys don't even go that far. They're, they're way far away from a life and death situation. It's okay to break one of the Ten Commandments, the, the ten things that God wrote with his finger in stone if you're pestered by somebody. Well, not only that, or if one of the priests is abusing other people. Like They, they even go on in this article to point out that because uh, this Mr. Madden explained to the journalists that the Diocesan funds are not used for such a purpose he used the tense of the word because he didn't want to state that in the past that they had been used to bribe people out of uh, abuse and so on and so forth and they actually came up with this this cardinal connell denied the whole fact back in 1995 he denied ever paying out an ivan Payne thirty thousand pounds and then later it was discovered and actually printed, and he sued them for trying to say that he had said that, or he he uh, threatened to sue them, but then he never did so. Yeah, well, it was one of those things where um, they loaned a guy uh, $30,000 to pay compensation to another guy. It's the exact same thing the Mormons did in uh, the Hoffman case, right? Yeah. They got a church member. They don't want to say, oh, we're, we're buying this stuff. Um, that might make us look bad. So we'll get a church member he'll buy it and then he'll donate it to the church it's just this semantic crap yeah. um and it, you know the ethical situation they give in theory is ridiculous uh that's not a good reason to break one of your church's 10 fundamental rules um but in practice it's essentially used to cover the tracks of child molesters <laughs> that that's exactly what so they're compounding one gross immorality with another yes which Two immoralities do not make a morality. I don't care how you try to add it up. But uh. these guys are the inspired uh, leaders of God, and they're, they're the ones who um, uh, show us how to be moral. So this is how we should live our life. You know, if, if you molest a child, then uh, your friend should, to be moral like these people, obstruct justice and lie for you, as long as in his head he's telling the truth. 
You know, th this is the one fundamental difference between atheists and theists, is theists have somebody they can go to and they can justify their immoral actions on. Whereas atheists can step forward and say, you know what, I was immoral in that, oops, I'm sorry, and they have to stand up and be a man or be a woman about these things, and they aren't leaning on this shit, this absolute shit. Yeah, I true. I think that there is an argument to be made that it is impossible to be truly moral and be a theist at the same time. Yeah. Um, at least in terms of Christianity, because you're always doing it. It's never altruistic. You're always doing it for either the carrot or the stick, either yeah. to avoid going to hell or to get into heaven. There's yep. no way you can remove that uh, uh, that reward or that punishment from your moral calculations. Atheists can't. So if they do moral acts, those are truly moral, because we don't expect to be rewarded for them. In fact, there's nothing after this. We don't believe in karma or any of that other bullshit. It's our actions that we judge ourselves against. Right, and I, I think the Catholic Church, um, the, the child molestation is horrible. But their acts to cover it up and protect their reputation That's and allow worse. it to continue, That's that is unconscionable. That, unconscionable. That is basically saying to all your other priests, go ahead and abuse these small children because we've got your back. That, yeah, yeah. that, that is puts the blame on them. Literally telling um, these people who have molested in the past, hey, go ahead and molest in the future. We're not going to press charges. We're not going to hold you responsible. We'll just move you to a different parish where no one knows, and they're yeah. not aware. They're just shifting sexual predators around. Yeah, uh, It's unbelievable to me. that. But again, this is another explanation of how anything at all whatsoever can be rationalized into seeming moral if you believe in God. Right? The, the greater good here is to protect the Catholic Church. Not to protect the victims, but to protect God's organization on earth. Right, that's the greater good, and so they can rationalize any lesser immorality for the greater good. This atheist is, can't do that. Yeah, this is absolutely sickening. I don't understand how people of the Catholic faith can look at this and think, "Well, you know, they're doing what's right to protect the church." Fuck that! They aren't protecting the church; they are protecting their own. It's like it's like a, a a man's club up there, where they're just like, "Oh, hey, man, don't worry about that." Little pat on the butt, and then they protect each other. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, and I we've kind of beat this into the yeah, ground. There's I, really I get nothing pissed more off to say thinking about, about this. Yeah. All right, let's let's move on to move on to something that won't piss you off. Glenn yeah. Beck. Oh yeah, that that won't piss me off in the least. <laughs> Yeah, this jackass knows exactly what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. Glenn Beck in the news again. Um, a couple of days ago on his 11-25th show, November 25th, he uh, discusses um, what he says is politically incorrect. These guys have absolutely no idea what no. politically incorrect means. Somebody should play our show for them. <laughs> that, that will show them non-politically correct. <laughs> talking about religion isn't politically correct, incorrect. It's pandering to your dumbass audience. Yeah. His idea is there never was a wall of separation between church and state. That the uh, founders of our country meant to make sure everyone prays every single day. Ten commandments everywhere and uh, you need to believe in Jesus apparently. And, and the, the funniest thing 
is he actually bases this on the Massachusetts Constitution of 1780. Now, this document actually predated the Constitution of the United States by 10 years. And uh, he's right. It actually states in there, uh, the divine legislator, they pander to God, so on and so forth. But just because the United States Constitution is based off of the design and certain aspects of this does not mean that we created this United States under God and for God. Look, it, it preceded the Constitution by 10 years. If the United States founding fathers wanted to model the Constitution on the Massachusetts Constitution, you think they would have mentioned God, I don't know, anywhere in the Constitution. <laughs> well, how about this? Now, the, uh, the Massachusetts uh, Constitution, it was actually used back in 1781 for a slave to sue for his freedom. It worked. He got his freedom. It was uh, again sued by Quack uh, Walker, who again was freed and paid, and therefore slavery was abolished in Massachusetts because of this. But also, why is it, Glenn Beck, that you don't mention that in the 2004 Supreme Court they used this very document to require marriage rights be extended to same-gender couples? Well... Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be quoting this God-given document, why aren't we talking about how the Supreme Court used it to rule in favor of gay marriage? That is inconvenient for Glenn Beck. <laughs> Extremely inconvenient. <laughs> yes, we can't bring up the inconsistencies of his thought processes. Glenn Beck is, a, you know, and we've said this before, he's an absolute, utter moron. Yep. Um, if, uh, which, which God, Glenn, um, is it the Episcopalian God that you want taught in schools and worshipped? Is it the Methodist God? Is it the Calvinist God? Is it the, uh, Unitarian God? Is it the Catholic God? Is it any branch of Lutheranism or Protestantism? Uh, or is it the quirky Mormon God? <laughs> <laughs> apparently is twins with Jesus Christ. Um, you know, which God? If you want to legislate this religion, uh, then you're going to have to legislate not just Christianity, because there isn't one Christianity. There are thousands of different Christianities. You want your kid taught Episcopalian stuff in uh, public school? Really? I think, uh, I think we should bring uh, the Muslims in, and that is the God we should worship. I yeah, think we should right. be kneeling down and praying to Mecca. I'm sure Glenn would be happy with that. I'm sure he'd be ecstatic. <laughs> because well, it just it doesn't say, you know, any particular god. It just says worship the supreme creator. I love how they assume monotheism, but it it just uh, says the creator, right? So it could yeah. very well be orthodox Judaism or uh Islam or hell for that matter it could be the Aten from Akhenaten. Yeah. Worship I the agree. sun disk. It worked in Akhenaten's days, at least until his death, when everybody shifted back to the old ways. <laughs> For about 18 years. <laughs> worked wonders. Speaking of Egypt, uh, he points out that... Um, the Washington uh, every, Monument. Yeah. Everyone here uh, apparently <laughs> escaped from Egypt. 
I didn't know. <laughs> the whole world's Jewish. <laughs> oh, God, and his little drawings were just awesome. Uh, basically, this yeah. ugly Mount Sinai and these uh, couple yeah. <laughs> obelisks. We're, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> we're all Hebrew, apparently. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, so he says, you know, we escaped from Egypt, and some people wanted to go back. Uh, but the other people wanted to be free, and so they went to Mount Sinai, and they got these ten little safety tips. Did you hear that? I'm calling yeah, them safety tips. Safety tips. It, uh, yeah, because, the way to be. Oh God. Because worshiping idols is really dangerous to your health. <laughs> safety tips. Only when you melt them down and use them as the first dildo. Keeping the Sabbath day holy, very healthy. Uh, actually, they are safety tips because the dude in the Old Testament who didn't keep the Sabbath day holy and gathered sticks on the Sabbath to make a fire to keep his family warm got stoned. <laughs> <laughs> and he deserved every single stone that struck him. So I guess they are safety tips in a sense. Yeah. Oh, God. God. Um, absolute moron. And so he says, and so what are we left with if we erase all this stuff? Well, we're left with Egypt and this obelisk. But he doesn't even know that it's an obelisk. It's just a monument, right? He goes, yeah. it looks like one of those things from Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he brings up the Washington Monument, but he doesn't even bring up the obelisk uh, fanaticism during that time, how people were stealing obelisks left and right. We have one up in New York right now, specifically stolen. Yeah, obelisks are, are cool. I mean, they're... <laughs> They're, they're, uh, they're pretty damn cool. They're absolutely cool. They're just this big stone pillar that uh, tapers at the top, um, which the top, by the way, of an obelisk is a pyramid, right? Yep. And they, they point to um, the gods, and they have their little pagan thing, so it's not it's not a Christian symbol, um, Glenn. <laughs> it's, a pagan, it's a pagan symbol. And just because they slap on praise God on the top... <laughs> doesn't mean it's not a pagan symbol. It doesn't suddenly make it Christian. But that's a good metaphor, right? Yeah. Christmas, totally swiped, repainted over, become Christian. Easter, it's amazing. Saturnalia, you know, vernal equinox, it's all swiped from pagan stuff uh, and just kind of coated with a thin veneer of Christianity. So this obelisk in the Washington Monument is a perfect example for that, and Glenn Beck's too stupid to know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the dude is so stupid that he's actually swiping. When you listen to it, he talks about the beginnings of Thanksgiving, and he swipes an unknown story, one of the smaller stories, and doesn't even point to the fact that it was actually the Plymouth Colony that we all look back on for the, the real beginnings of Thanksgiving. Now, if you really want to look into this, they had Thanksgivings constantly. They had Thanksgivings when a ship would land to get ready to set up a colony. They had Thanksgivings all over the place, and he just happened to pick one where the people chose to sit around on this rock and starve their asses off on the Sabbath day rather than sail back where there was safety. He chooses perhaps the stupidest story. Yeah. They sail around looking for a place. They leave their families. They get caught up in a storm, and the Native Americans beat the crap out of them, so they scurry back onto the ship. And they get caught in a storm. They get lost. <laughs> idiots. And uh, uh, the day breaks, they're like, damn it, it's the Sabbath. Well, I guess we'll just drop moorings here, uh, hang out for a while. 
I hope our family's still alive when we get back. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta honor the Sabbath. Yeah, we God, kept, what an idiot! At that point, Glenn, this is what happened. You have a, a bunch of superstitious people who are having one bad shit happen next to the next, <laughs> and they think God is angry with them. So, this superstitious people would have sailed just fine on the Sabbath day, except the fact that they thought they needed to honor God in order to get back safely. I can guarantee you that's exactly what they were thinking. The height of stupidity. And he says, you know, um, these thoughts in the Massachusetts Constitution, if you uttered them today, you'd be boiled in pudding. <laughs> what? what the hell? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Maybe that's how he thinks blood pudding is made. <laughs> Well, um, he uttered them, so I hope someone takes him on his word and boils him in pudding. Yeah, yeah and buries I agree. him six feet under with a holly stake through his heart. I guess was what he said. Yeah, where the hell is he coming know. up with this shit? I have no idea. <laughs> in his fevered imagination, um, in the America that he lives in, apparently, uh, this libertarian Tea Party um, oppressed by liberals America. Uh, this stuff happens, uh, you know, and and essentially only in Glenn Beck's head does this stuff happen. Insane, yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, and then he says, you know, let's get rid of all this. Let's go back to the founding fathers and what they believed in. Um, you know, let let's get rid of this. Tear down this wall of separation of church and state. And I'm thinking, exactly. Throw the First <laughs> Amendment to the Constitution out. Burn it. <laughs> This retard doesn't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea, Glenn. Why don't we burn the whole Bill of Rights while we're at it? Yeah, we might as well just burn it all and start back Set from zero. A, a Mormon theocracy, and then Glenn will be happy. And I'm yeah. sure the rest of the country will be ecstatic about that when our president is Thomas S. Monson oh, and whoever God. other geriatric idiot assumes the throne of Mormonism. When he kicks the bucket. I would assassinate. I have a rifle, and I would assassinate. <laughs> That's treason. Be careful. That treason my ass. I am fine with that. I would assassinate. <laughs> you are a true American. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we've wasted enough time on this moron. All right. Um, we'll be back in a couple days with our uh, part two, right? Uh, of course. Part two of our podcast awards criticisms <laughs> thanks for coming